0: hello everyone and welcome back to the over Manga cast my name is sam and uh well we actually are shy a matt and a jay this week so welcome to another
1: episode of the over echo chamber cast with jacob i'm so sorry and uh this one i'm especially sorry because uh boy this is gonna be another one where sam and i have a lot of agreement uh and it's uh <laughs> also gonna be even more painful than last time <laughs> yeah look I'm just going to get to the
0: chase. We're doing we smasher pass. We wanted to do something fun. Yep. And now here we are. We went through our entire backlog of everything we've gotten. We've read on the Overmanka
1: cast and two hours of incredibly intensive research.
0: Yes. Very academic discussion. You can hear the entire thing when we reach 500 supporters on the Patreon. We don't have, uh, but we have narrowed it down to a roughly top 10 list. Look, there's a lot of good waifus here. Yeah, give or take. So uh, we do have some ground rules to start off with. Jake, you want to hit us with that?
1: Okay. So uh, first r- ground rule: God damn it, Japan.
2: <laughs> okay, that's
1: not that's not entirely fair. A lot of anime and manga, and a lot of media in general, is aimed at teenagers, and therefore has teenage protagonists. Uh, we all know what Smash means. We assume that all of the characters are adults, even if they're canonically not, uh, particularly in anime and manga, and this is where the goddamn Japan is actually fair. There are a lot of characters that, quite frankly, are drawn as adults, even though they're 15, so we're just gonna- we're just gonna assume that everybody is, uh, everybody is a consenting adult here. Of legal age, yes,
0: unless it was like super obvious not to, and we do have some very absent entries on this list. Yeah,
1: there were there were a couple of cases where uh, I feel like there was interesting discussions to be had, but just because of thematic reasons, we left those characters out. Mm-hmm. Moreover, uh, this isn't necessarily entirely a lewd thing because the over analytical one is uh, here. So obviously, I'm going to wax poetic about stuff that you probably don't care about but I don't care. It's our show and I'm. it's what I want to do. <laughs> but yes, uh, physical attractiveness is also uh, a big factor in all of this. It is a big factor that uh, as we will get into, it is not the
0: only factor. So uh, let us get into this. Uh, we are going to open up with coming from mobile suit Gundam Crossbone, Bera, also known as Cecily, also known as probably 12 other things, because this is a Universal Century character.
1: Yeah, yeah, Barra. Is a really interesting character. Editing Salmon of the Future, did did you just edit me to say Barra again? Whatever. I don't care. I, I might have kept the clip from last time. Okay, look, it doesn't matter. Cecily is a uh, interesting character. The the sort of unfortunate element of Cecily as a character is because of the nature of F-91 not getting its full series and how much background knowledge you need. And honestly, Cecily's character was regressed in Crossbone to a large extent to be somewhere around where the middle of F91, her character was. That is kind of a knock on her character. Cause she comes off as kind of immature as noted in the episode. You know, the fact that she uh, there's two whole shower scenes with her it, when uh, water is supposed to be a limited and precious resource does kind of cast a pall on her personality wise. It is still Cecily Fairchild. So obviously top tier on the looks department. And in all honesty, despite the fact that her character is regressed in Crossbone to some extent, Cecily is a cool, badass character. I'll ultimately go with Smash just because even if her character is regressed and she doesn't get quite the same respect that she does in F91, it's still ultimately the same Cecily. It's a top-tier waifu right there. She's badass, she's independent, but she's also, you know, sensitive and caring. uh, Eventually mature.
2: Yeah. All right. Uh, Smash. Y- you want to elaborate a little bit
1: on that? <laughs> uh, yeah. E- e- yes, yes. Uh, I mean,
0: well, two whole shower scenes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There- there's a very particular uh, vibe to Gundam waifus, and that is also dependent entirely upon whether they are protagonists or antagonists which is a very, very important distinction in a Gundam series. And also a thin line in many cases. Oh yeah, absolutely. But uh, as I said before, she's a Universal Century character, so there's a certain... Like, okay, the the UC is originally from like the
1: 70s, like late 70s, early 80s. Uh, Yes, you can tell from the drug trip imagery for the consciousness expanding. Yes.
0: And there's a certain kind of understatedness in the character design that i actually find really appealing like mm-hmm. i i recently was watching some clips from uh double o uh a gundam series that i i, I really enjoy i like double o but um i was looking at the character designs in that and i'm like yeah this definitely feels like a post yugioh 5ds character design kind of world
1: you're not wrong i hate the fact that you're not wrong. <laughs>
0: But there's just something about the character designs of the earlier. Maybe maybe I'm just getting nostalgic in my old age. But it it's nice, you know, just simple characters and the uniforms look clean and fresh. And yeah, no, Bara Ber- is is cool. Bara is pretty, and uh, based on
1: everything Jake has ranted at me about F uh, about F97, a very cool character. Yeah. It's like a pastel color palette in a lot of particularly you see, but older anime that Mm -hmm. really has a sort of simple charm to it. So
0: that's number one Uh, coming up next uh, out of Demon Slayer. It's Mitsuri, the love Hashira.
1: Oh, this is a character that like shouldn't work (laughs) like nothing about her should function. But my gosh, I'll tell you what. When we're first introduced to her, it would have been a hard pass because it would have... I don't even necessarily know if it's a it Japan moment or if it's just a, you know, authors be horny sometimes moment. Um, like, having a love Hashira just sounds stupid on the face of it. But then you meet her proper. And damn if she's not charming. Because, like, let, let let's get this out of the way. She's hot. She's really hot. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um... That goes without saying. I mean, in all honesty... Um, why, di- why did they give her an outfit that's too small? I, because love Hashira, I guess. <laughs> but, like, man, like, getting to know her, and, like, I, you know, I mentioned this in our episode, and go check out her most recent Demon Slayer episode for more details, but, like, the fact that the thing that makes her weird and therefore makes sense as a Hashira is the fact that she's so relatably humble. You know, like, all the Hashira, like, have it down. Like, they have the combat thing down. They got their quirks that makes living hard, but they got the fighting part down. But Mitsuri is just, like, she feels approachable, and it provides such a charm that I, I mean, I fell in love with the love Hashira so fast. As soon as we actually got to, like, properly meet her. So, I mean, obviously, Smash, she's just... Oh, she she's such a cutie. You know, like like that's mm-hmm. that's what her personality does for her. It takes a a sort of like um mostly sexy but a little cute character design and injects a level of adorable that's just irresistible to me. So, smash. So yeah, absolutely smash. All right. And yeah, smash. Go on. Uh,
0: <laughs> okay. Um look like i said in the demon slayer episode she has ivy valentine's whip sword and she doesn't have all of the hard edges of ivy valentine <laughs> look look i love ivy she's great but despite what you might think from the uh, backlog of this podcast and her character design she actually doesn't appeal to me that much and she's not russian right No, that's not it. I don't have anything. I don't have anything against the Spanish. (laughs) But it it does kind of come down to what Jake said. Mitsuri has this sort of cutesiness to her. And honestly, it's the over echo chamber cast. So, of course, Jake and I agree. (laughs) I, 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 I find a dash of cutesiness to be more endearing overall. And like Mitsuri's character design is already super appealing, you know. For reasons. Oh Olad Madrills, her weird, like, drill hair. <laughs> <laughs> Even before you get into the watermelon coloring. Uh. And and then you actually get into, like, uh, the more shonen combat-focused part of her character design. She's got eight times the strength of a mortal man.
2: <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> Why are like...
0: these traits unappealing? <laughs> As I said in the Demon Slayer episode, everyone who didn't want to marry her is a <laughs> coward. And... Yeah there there's just something very uh very welcoming about a person who uh revels in being you know the the kind of ganky girl while whilst still out there kicking all of the ass mm-hmm. it's like the great sage tb sky said if you uh commit wholeheartedly to the bit of being cute and ganky then there is not a shred of cringe to go to, to go along with it. <laughs> so yeah, Smash for Mitsuri. Uh, looks like next on the list
1: is Hagura. Yeah, Lou from Sakamoto... De- Wait, what? Wait, which one are we talking about? We're talking about Sakamoto Days. Not not Gintama? Huh? It,
0: is this Gintama?
1: Corporate oh. wants you to notice the differences between these two pictures. Look, Colton, don't get mad at us. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, All right, you know what? Let's just roll with it. Uh, We're doing it live. Um, So uh,
2: Kagura
0: from Gintama and uh, Lou from Sakamoto
1: Days. So I think the big thing about both of these characters is they're just chaos incarnate. They dang cute. That's for sure. But truth be told, I don't think I'd want to actually be around them. Reading about them is one thing. Um, I like their cute antics, but if I was in the same dimension as them, I don't think I'd want to share a room with them. <laughs> I'd like to continue living. Not even in the sense that I'd be worried about them hurting me on purpose. Not even that they have unappealing personalities, but just because of the agents of chaos that they are. gonna I mean, be a pass for me. Soft pass, but yeah. They're- they're- <laughs> I- I- I worry- smash china dress
2: okay okay, okay.
1: <laughs> look i i actually
0: gotta uh, agree with jake that they are a bit too much chaos uh for maybe like a full like long-term relationship but
1: you know what they're cute what can i say <laughs> i i suppose that's all you need sometimes <laughs> Okay, uh, next
0: up on our list, uh, C-O-C-A-C-O-L-A from Kill Six Billion Demons.
1: What Seva So that's an interesting one. The The thing about this is, she has a cute character design, not in a, like, attractive cute, but, like, a plush toy cute, <laughs> which... The, the gremlin effect. Which, uh, relative to Smasher Passes, is, is not necessarily a positive, uh... I don't know. There there is um honestly I would be cool with her as a friend um because she does have a inclination to not even necessarily stick by friends but like stick by people who need it because when when she inserts herself into Allison's story and she absolutely didn't need to do that she does it because Allison needed the backup there there's a person here who's in a bad place and it doesn't hurt me to help out And it's like, yes, I'm walking out on this other thing, but I don't want to be here, so if it benefits another person, that's just a great excuse to quit the shitty job. That level of kindness and empathy is definitely a big positive for her. That really is more of a, I'd rather have her as like a coffee buddy than a different kind of buddy. Uh, Pass relative to Smash, but i definitely love to know her. All right, good choices. Um, Smash, particularly if we're
0: talking about the Ebon Devil form. (sighs) <sighs> now, now okay i'm getting to it i'm getting to it okay <laughs> so as should uh be no surprise i am current with kill six billion demons and throughout the course of this entire web comic uh Sia was my favorite character when she was first introduced and she remains my favorite character to this day because her gremlin energy is the perfect sort of like I was a an agent of chaos once. I'm trying to move past it. But sometimes old habits die hard. You know, and mm-hmm. it let it it lends a real like texture and depth to her character that is so so engaging. And look, spoilers for a point like 2 books after where we've read in this podcast, but there is a moment where uh, C.O. responds to the call for adventure with, I'm happy, okay? And just, God, I felt that. <laughs> God, I felt that so much. And so, like, yeah, I love C.O. Both in like a platonic sense as a character and also weird bug girl. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Not for everyone, I guess. <laughs> I would not fight Allison for her mainly because I would lose. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, so uh, next up I can already predict Jake's answer because we're getting into the strong blondes
1: department. Uh Yilva from Vinland Saga. So Blonde, that's uh, that's a lot of points in 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 favor. Um so Ilva is is absolutely delightful. Is another case where it's like if I actually met her, I, I I'd be cool with her as a friend. She also has that sort of like strong independence that like Cecily had. Like like Ilva can take care of herself, you know. Like she's got this, you know. And uh, but at the same time, like she's also not above you know uh getting help and even being pampered, which like. No, I find that kind of cute. Like some, like like a girl who can handle herself, a girl who doesn't need, a girl who like doesn't need me. But like, if I want to dote on her, then you know she's not gonna like see it as like me looking down on her or something like that. Like you know, sometimes it can be kind of old fashioned in the way that I I look at relationships. And you know, like I don't want to insult the girl. One negative quality of Ilva. That is kind of a problem. And if you've uh if you've watched our episode on Vinland saga, I feel like uh I feel like you should probably know what it is. Uh uh there, there's an icebreaker question that uh Ilva as she is initially uh introduced uh does not succeed at. But that also to me feels like something that like if you talked it out with her, I think that like I don't think she's strongly attached to the concept. Yeah. I'm gonna say Smash because like even in the sense of um like she's got a negative trait, but I feel like that's something that like I feel like that's something that could be healthily worked out and like be relationship depthening. Um, and you know, I mean like not really a Cinderay, but like blonde almost Cinderay. Um you you mm-hmm. you've 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 got me on the aesthetic automatically. So uh <laughs> I'll 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 say smash. Uh There is there is that there is that asterisk that uh, it would be it would basically be an anime romance because it would have some tumult to it. But, you know, spice of life and all smash asterisk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Goddamn. Okay, I know uh, I know that Vinland Saga is by every definition of the word a period piece. And in this period piece, a young woman saying, man, I wish we had a slave to help with the house labor. Isn't that shocking? But like, come on.
1: <laughs> it it does end up becoming a plot point of uh, <laughs> Ilva. That's a bad character trait. I, I do
0: have to side with Jake in the idea that like, uh, particularly in our most recent reading during that bonus chapter, we know that Ilva is perfectly capable of doing the work of, like, five men to keep the household up and running. Uh, or at the very least, two men, being her, her dead father and missing brother. Mm. So, it's... She doesn't need a, uh, <laughs> a... a human being stripped of all uh, worldly rights to do that for her. And that almost makes it a little more egregious, but at the same time, Jake might... I think Jake is right in that she could be shown the light, so to say. I I don't know. Maybe I'm falling for the bias of pretty equals
1: good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I selected Smash on this one, so that would apply to me, too. (laughs) She is really cute.
0: She is really cute. And she is the daughter of Thor's show. So she built (laughs) (laughs) built incorrectly. And uh. (laughs) i i that's that's uh that's a lot of points so yeah again smash asterisk big asterisk <laughs> gonna have to have a few uh discussions about that one work that out
1: in the in the dating process mm-hmm. all right samus metroid This is sort of an interesting one, because there's a pretty demonstrable difference between, like, especially since um, I've not played, but I've, like, watched, like, the, like, cutscene movie uh, Metroid Dread, which I think does a really good job of characterizing Samus. And that character is noticeably different from the manga Samus, who is a lot more of a traditional feminine hero, a traditional feminine action hero. Manga Samus... I mean, physically, she's Samus, so, like, obviously smoking hot. Ten out of ten. Blonde, ponytail, like, yes, please. Built like she absolutely could break you over her knee. Yeah, And, and, and the funny thing is, I didn't used to per- find that particularly appealing, but, like, more and more I'm finding... Like, like, that's not something that I gravitate to, but more and more I'm finding characters where, like, it, it, it's, it's neither... It's not a negative nor neutral, it's like a soft positive... Like, I don't, I don't steer towards that, but, like, she's cut. <laughs> mm-hmm. Manga Samus is... Like, honestly, she's kind of on the, um... She's a little on the bland side in the manga, let's be honest. The manga in general was a little on the bland side. I don't know, I mean, like... I don't feel like there'd be a lot in a long-term relationship with Manga Samus. Um, I'm not good enough for Game Samus. Uh, <laughs> just gonna throw that out there. None of us are, man. Yeah, um, but, like... Manga Samus. I guess. I guess. Uh, I guess. I'll. I'll. I'll go with a casual smash. But like, I don't know. Should, Manga Samus is really uh, a lot of the appeal comes from the character design more so than the personality. Okay, hear me out. Oh, boy.
0: You know how sometimes you really fixate on a character and you suddenly have to ask yourself do i have a crush on this character or do i want to emulate this character right
2: I, I, damn it sam
0: all i'm saying is the power armor is already like 15 out of 10 and then when you get into her physical capabilities like she's so strong
2: <sighs>
0: and can you wall jump? I can't wall jump. I would like to wall jump.
1: We'll be right back after these messages.
0: Look!
2: Well,
0: I mean, do you have bird parents? I don't have bird parents. Having, uh, bird, parent, having bird parents means uh, bird magic. We've got a whole
1: other half of the list to go through. Uh, you're right. You're right. So anyway, who is on that list? All right, let's take a look. See
0: here. Um. All right, uh, next up. Uh, and of course, welcome back to the show, folks. We are jumping right back into our Smasher Pass list with number is supposed to be number five, but things happen weird. Uh, number seven, Reze from Chainsaw Man.
1: Oh, thank goodness we're not talking about Kobene. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, we know your feelings on Kobene. And if any of you dear listeners don't, we have like five whole episodes where he talks about it.
1: Your
2: waifu is trash!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Look, uh... I'm all about Kobeni cars, so, uh... Fair. Fair. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, we're not here to talk about Kobeni or her car. We're here to talk about Reze. So, thoughts on Reze?
1: (sighs)
2: So,
1: um... There's another one where, um, on Aesthetic alone, uh, Reze, uh, is, uh... Like knocking that out of the park she's really cute and like she has this sense of <clears throat> control about her hey, hey 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 we're not talking about her <laughs> it is sort of um like one of the things that i find most interesting about reze is the fact that we don't know where her story was going she was going back to meet denji but, like, where would that have gone? What would that have come to? You know? Because, I mean, like, the fundamental re- level... Uh, <laughs> re- Reze's a pretty violent individual. There's uh, that particular scene, you know the one. It- there, There's a lot about Reze that I feel is uh, stuff that could be, you know worked out and talked through and, and, and be relationship deafening. And, and, and if you bite my tongue off, I just die. I don't regenerate. Um, so, um, (laughs) that's a bit of a problem. Yeah. I think for the sake of my continued living, I'm going to say pass. If she didn't have superpowers, I don't know if I'd have the strength to say pass, but I think even in that case, I probably still should. Okay. Um, This hesitation, I'm not used to it from you. Yeah, um, hmm. God, this is actually a
0: hard choice. Because, like, if we're talking on pure just attractiveness level, obvious smash. Reza's very cute. She's very attractive. Her body's the bomb. (sighs) Shut up. (laughs) And it does... Come down to that thing you said of we don't know too much about her story, about where it was going. Uh, th- this is one of those things that Tatsuki Fujimoto loves to do, which is tease us with stuff in Chainsaw Man and then say fucking nothing. Like <laughs> she was an experiment of the Russians fucking around with devils. We never hear anything else about it. At least up until we've read in the podcast, like what? <laughs> I I don't know. I don't want to know what MK Ultra looks like in the Chainsaw Man world. <laughs> and, and and that makes it really hard to to like judge based on her behavior what she's actually like. It's like Matt said in the episode where we did her arc. Uh, she's the perfect manic, manic pixie dream girl. Every like red-blooded schoolboy has had uh, thoughts about a girl like that. <laughs> but that's the trouble with a fantasy. Mm-hmm. How real is it? And we're never gonna get that answer because of fucking Makima! So, cutting all things else out, looking at the, uh, the snapshot we have of Reze from the Bomb Devil arc, I'm gonna go with pass. I'm gonna go with pass. i feel like if we found out more about her backstory and who she was we could enter i can fix her territory and that's just dangerous for me so (laughs) let's move on let's move on who's next on the who's next on the list i'm being attacked
1: look sam we know what you like
0: i'm being attacked why are we (laughs) talking about your spy family
1: (laughs) (laughs) because it's your.
0: Just give your answer, Jake.
1: Uh, <laughs> smash, no question. The only thing that would stop me is the fact that I don't want to break her up, her and Twilight up. Uh, if he yeah. wasn't in the picture, there's there's not really a question there. Look, I mean, come on. So, for a start, damn, yours pretty. And, like, that black assassin dress has no right being so sexy. Mm-hmm. Like, there's that one, like, cover image. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah and like the other thing about your that's so darn cute and you know like i mentioned that i have a sort of a uh sort of more you know traditional leaning view on relationships but you know wouldn't want to like you know voice that on anybody yours kind of about that like your in, in some ways is actually kind of a perfect like like personality wise kind of a perfect waifu for me because she is like she wants to do the domesticity But again, like, like many other characters on the list is, is uh, someone who, you know, doesn't, you know, is totally fine on her own, doesn't, don't need no man, you know, and, and just like, dang, she's so cute. Like, like, man, I'd have to do all the cooking, which I like, that's certainly worth all the rest of it. But it's one of those ones where it's like, she tries so darn hard. And like, that effort is so adorably appealing. Yeah, smash. And,
0: hey, listeners, unlike Jake, I can cook. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, uh, that your was. Sam, I
1: honestly, Sam, I do think that you are the best waifu of the uh, hosts. (laughs) If it makes you feel any better.
0: Thank you. I'll wear it with pride. I'll get a T-shirt that says that for if we ever (laughs) do a con. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, my God. But yeah, no, it it really does feel like Yor was, like, custom-built in a lab to, like, appeal to me. <laughs> I mean, it's the Spike Spiegel meme. I just, I do love a woman who can just kick my ass. <laughs> and Yor has that kind of Amelia Bedelia energy. <laughs> <laughs> Except, like, she makes it really, really endearing. Like... Not to say Melie and whatever. Am I, am I gonna am I gonna start heating that fandom? I don't know. But <laughs> um Yor is so endearing and she's got the like all characters in Spy Family, she is so incredibly fleshed out and well-rounded that you know you read a significant portion of that manga in one setting, and were it not for the insane anime shenanigans you'd think you were just reading a story about actual people.
2: Mm,
1: yeah.
0: And that's like, so impressive. And to make a character so lovable out of that is just as impressive. So yeah, your is a 1000% smash.
1: Okay. And it's almost as if uh, having uh, an appealing character design and a complete personality makes a waifu more appealing. Uh, So what do we have next on the docket? So, from Record of Ragnarok... Pass. Brunhild. Fine. (laughs) Um, Jokes aside, pass. Um, Okay, so for a start, I'm just going to say this, and I think I've mentioned this in passing, but since this is what we're talking about, I get to have it be the main subject. I don't like the uh, art in Record of Ragnarok. Um, That's subjective, So, it's not what I base most of my criticism on. It's uh, the fact that, um, well, I mean, to be fair, Pernhilda does have the most personality of anybody in that series. Uh, It's, um, it's like, one as opposed to, like, the negative five of everybody else. There is this trend in anime and manga that bugs me. And, like, this is a taste thing, and it's done enough that I have to be in the minority for this one. But, like, when you hyper exaggerate the the like secondary sex characteristics of a character design to the point where like there are these like saggy g-cup boobs that are bigger than a character's head and a waist that's so thin it doesn't look like it could hold their torso up it rapidly stops being appealing to me so the aesthetic of record of record Ra- and like granilda isn't even the worst one as far as that goes Aphrodite we didn't put Aphrodite on this list. But like, already aesthetically, I don't I don't think Vernilda is attractive. She doesn't look like a human being to me. Um, and then on top of that, I don't know, like there there's just a sort of um it doesn't feel like I'm using the term colloquially here. She feels bipolar. Not in the sense that I feel like it she's supposed to be a representation of a real life uh, mental illness, but more specifically There there's like this intentional uh thing where they'll have her be like this sort of like cool appealing and then immediately swing into supervillain because it's shocking. That doesn't feel motivated, and it makes me not care about her. So, um, pass. Okay.
0: Pass, look at those shoes. What are those? No, okay, bet over. (laughs) As has been documented on our episodes about shimatsu no valkyrie i respectfully disagree with jake on a lot of things about this manga i agree with him about a lot more things but i respectfully disagree about this character in particular jacob my dear friend you are 110 percent right about the character design for like basically everybody in this i mean zeus like what (laughs) what is that body shape as a professed fan of the Dresden Files, I know a lot about character designs that are all gristle and Wire. But, like, wow. <laughs> Zeus. <laughs> but, like, about Brunhild, I get what you say about the tiggle bitties and the personality swing. I don't care. The personality swing is got my way for me. Uh, she swings from, like, earnest and basically good hearted to yes violence and that is just my vibe entirely i love it and i'm a sucker for long dark hair <laughs> like come on man look at her <laughs> so no uh, it's uh it's a smash for me on Brunhild, almost entirely on personality again her outfit's weird like those shoes the weirdest pair of yeezys i've ever seen <laughs> Oh, wow, we don't have time for this next one. Um,
1: Let's just... uh, The 100 Girlfriends. Oh, uh, collectively, pass. Uh, If you want my opinion on them individually, go watch our episodes. Uh, Pass. If you want my opinion on them individually, go listen to our episodes. There we go. That's an entire franchise worth of uh, Smasher Pass.
0: (laughs) Okay, um... Uh, next Valentine's Day, maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up on the list is Nazuna. Smash. From... Okay. Look, Jake, you can't steal my bet like that.
2: Oh, but she's coming! It's Nazuna.
0: <laughs> I can fix her. Can you though? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> oh. Look, Look, um, I do appreciate uh, Protag Kuns uh strategy in that manga which is forget fixing her i can make her worse <laughs> <laughs> but uh if you could elaborate about why smash for nazina
1: um so obviously she is absolutely a cutie uh blondes are my weakness it should be beyond obvious by this point i mean in all honesty i really can <laughs> yeah, this is a joke about i can fix them but like in all honesty I don't think that Nazana's is that messed up. Um, like she's messed up. Um, she's got some problems, but like her big what appears to be as far as and I've read a little bit ahead on um uh Call of the Night, what her problem really appears to be is a issue with um permanence and intimacy. And if Nazana was in my role in my life and and like there was a relationship between us, I'd stick with her because she is she's a very clever funny free spirit. I think that she'd do a lot to take me out of my comfort zone, which I know I would find frustrating but would honestly probably be good for me. You know, I mean like thinking about it from the perspective I I think I think she would be very challenging to be with, but I think she would be challenging in a good way. And I you know, it's like I I I'm a hermit. I don't go out of my house. I don't do the things. So, you know, the fact that the fact that she would not tolerate that and drag me out of my house kicking and screaming to go do fun things i wouldn't otherwise do you know i mean that's you know that's a that's sort of like a a layer of a relationship that like i don't know that i i'd seek it out but if i had it it would be a boon for me you know again uh you know as for what appears to be her big issue um if it really is a matter of, uh, you know, she has issues with uh, abandonment and intimacy, fear and stuff like that. I mean, you know, if 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 we were together, I'd I'd stick with her as long as it took. Look, if I didn't live in the middle of rural bumping nowhere, I would
0: be nightlife king. I would, <laughs> and I also am a hermit who hates going outside of my house, but I like going to clubs i like going to bars i like going out to do parties i like just going out and wandering around a urban area at night where the street lights are the only illumination there is a romance to the night that i have been infatuated with my whole damn life and nazina embodies that she understands it she embraces it and she wants to drag as many people into it as she can hell yeah smash instantly
1: oh now Na- Nasana is is one of the best uh waifus bar none because
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's like <laughs> i think you actually can mix her i don't think <laughs> I, I i legitimately think you can
0: <laughs> all right and then um uh second to last on our list the penultimate uh waifu uh Sir Integra Fairbrook Wingate's Helsing of the Helsing
1: franchise. This is a tough one because um, there's so many things I love about Integra. She's not exactly a ten for me, like because she she has a sort of like androgynous look to her that I'm not really about, but she's still definitely attractive all the same. So you know it, that that's one where it's like I wouldn't I wouldn't smash for the looks. But they're on the bonus side, regardless. Um, and it's like personality-wise, like she she has it so put together, you know. Like she's so mature. Like you know, like when she was a child, and her evil, comedically evil uncle tried to murder her, uh, not understanding how his own uh, family's organization worked. Um, like she was already basically like emotionally an adult by that point and she's only gotten more mature since that, you know, growing into the adult that we see her in the series as. But at the same time, she's got some hang-ups, man. <laughs> yeah. She's kind of she's kind of intense in a not healthy way. Um and I mean not for nothing. I feel like she's married to her job. Not just in the sense that she has to be doing it all the time because of the nature of her job, but even if even if vampires were excessively rare, And it's, like, you got one every, like, couple of years. I feel like she'd still be putting in, like, 10-hour days on the regular. And that just makes a relationship hard. Mm -hmm. And... You know, I mean, I'm sort of framing that as a negative personality trait, but like she doesn't seem to be unhappy about doing that. So it's like it's not even necessary. I don't even necessarily know that I'd want to change that about her, that that's a that that's an emotional hang up or issue that she needs to work through. So I wouldn't ask her to change that. I mean, maybe
2: that would be fine
1: for a relationship because I'm a hermit. But it's almost sort of the opposite situation with Nazana, where, I, you know, it, you wouldn't get no emotional support from Integra, but she wouldn't have the time to be an emotional rock the way a healthier Nazana would. I'm leaning towards pass, but I guess, I mean, I'd take her on a few dates and see where it <laughs> goes, I guess. All right.
0: Respectable answer uh, for me. The androgyny? absolute 10 out of 10 100 positive on that one fair wow if you've listened to this podcast wow sam sam likes the androgynous character (laughs) um i already said that i like long hair with Bernhild. um integra got hair down to the ass perfect i get where you're coming from on the married to the job makes it hard to be emotionally available kind of thing and i i totally get that I also know you'll understand when I say I enjoy uh, my alone time. Mm. And I feel like Integra does as well and would be very mutually respectful in that regard. Oh, yeah. Also, I'm just going to say it. She's rich. I would absolutely, I would absolutely have her be sugar mommy.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say that right now. (laughs) I don't think she'd even have that much of a problem with it if you were open with her about it either. I don't think she'd care. Really, it's just like. So yeah, uh, Integra, by all
0: means, perfect. Uh, She's a smoker. Pass. Yeah,
1: yeah. Instant zero out of ten in that regard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's not gonna quit for you. Such a shame. Such a shame. She wouldn't. She wouldn't quit for God. Uh, and we know God is a character in this series, so uh, uh-huh <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's what we got Saras for. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so before we go into our last character, uh, we did have our entire list of every character from every like individual series that we've did. Well, not every character, but you know what I'm oh, getting at. Listener. Most of them. Yeah. So let's do a quick honorable mention. Someone who hasn't been on the list so far that you would go smash for. Uh, I'll open up with Yuka from Blue Period. This one is kind of a cautious one and the same reason that Reze was because like, wow, emotional baggage. <laughs> but like Yuka has this like gravitational personality. Mm. Like I, I don't blame every character in that manga for being just infatuated with them. Oh yeah. So and you know, pretty to boot. So perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, Yuka is a smash on on my book. Chihaya from Chihaya Furu. Uh, I'll I'll be the third boyfriend. I don't care. <laughs> Actually, in a similar way to Yuka, but um, but like significantly more wholesome. She has a gravity to her that just draws people in. And, like, as a reader, I'm drawn in, you know? Uh, like, she she just want She, she has a passion. She's going to chase it. And she wants to, to share that passion with other people and wants everybody to be happy, but also has a healthy competitive streak. As someone who plays a lot of collectible card games, that's already a 10. What if Yugi
0: Moto was a love-struck high school girl?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, <laughs> l- look, <laughs> look. I didn't mean for that to be a call-out. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not going to say you're wrong. But look, uh, <laughs> there's just something about. There's just something about like the 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 double high five of her two boyfriends on either that, side. That's such a good. That panel has lived right free in my brain since we did that episode. I want to hug her. <laughs> She's so cute. She's just the cutest. Mm-hmm. I would get her chocolate after a Karuda match. I would uh, get her all the boxes of chocolate. Indeed. Alright, so
0: last character. Save the best for last. Absolutely. So out of uh Scuban Shag uh, Mario. Smash. Smash. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. See you
2: next Thursday. Let's go. No.